Hey everybody, welcome to All Over Overland Podcast. My name is Michael Hyden, and here's where we're going to talk about overlanding and stuff like that. Actually, today, we're going to talk about the new truck that I bought, and if I should do a camper or a rack, that's going to be a question posed to you guys. Make sure you go to the Facebook page and answer that question for me. Um, what else are we going to talk about? Uh, I tell you what my favorite car of all time is, and that I want to own one someday. That's there near, near the end. Um, and just basic stuff like that. So keep listening because it's, it's like it's about to happen, like right now. Okay, so before we get into the meat of the podcast, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my sponsor for the podcast, Artemis Overland Hardware. www.artemisoverland.com Now, Aaron's like a super nice guy, and he has agreed to help me with the build of my Frontier. He's going to give me advice, going to give me direction, going to tell me what the different options are, and we are going to document that all the way through. So, it's going to be fun, and I really appreciate it, and I'm so thankful for that sponsor. So, make sure that you go and check them out, and if you can't get to their store, then you can always go online at artemisoverland.com. Now, if you can get to the store, make sure that you show up on August the 8th because he's going to have an expo there at his property, there at his shop, and it's going to be outside, so you're not going to have to worry too much. They are going to ask you to wear a mask, so just be prepared. Um, But we're going to have an expo right there in Springfield, Missouri. I'm going to be there. Lee Odom's going to be there. Joey the Professor is going to be there, and a ton of other people with a ton of products to look at and vendors to talk to. So I hope I see you there, and I'll have the new Nissan with me. All right, well, I guess it is time to let the fun begin because I have officially purchased a 2016 Nissan Frontier Pro 4X. It already has an ARB front bumper and Shockworks sliders and rear bumper. No real suspension work. It may have, we're looking at it, it may have like a heavier duty um, shock in the back, Um, but I got to clarify that first with some numbers. But I'm super excited. Super, super excited. Um, yeah, so the Nissan's not your sexy pick out there. You know, a lot of people were like, dude, why'd you get a Nissan? Why didn't you get a Tacoma? Why didn't you get something else? Well, there's a, a couple reasons, but the main reason is price. These things are priced to, like, fly off the shelves. Um, even in the used market, they're just way underpriced compared to... Um, just about anything out there and their capability is way high up there because the Pro 4X comes with a stock locker in the rear. I know, right? And it has a really awesome sound system, which for me is a big deal. Um, but anyway, I I really think the biggest, and I've read a lot of them, and there's a lot of taglines and titles to videos that, you know, the Frontier is the biggest bang for your buck. But after reading everything I could about it, I tend to agree because for the money, you just can't get 
a vehicle with these options. And then some will say, well, the vehicle's old. It's been around for a while. It's been around long enough for them to work out all of the bugs that any previous years would have. The drivetrain um, and the engine, like just everything about it is bulletproof and proven. In fact, worldwide, it ranks right up there with Toyota in um, reliability. I did, I looked at a lot of the stats on him, and those are some of the things that I came up with that kind of pushed me towards the frontier. Mainly the price, but then everything else that I read just screamed that this was just a great option. I didn't know if I was going to do truck, SUV, or Jeep whenever I first started the looking, and I got to tell you, your brain gets overwhelmed really quickly with all of the different options out there that you can purchase to do overlanding now. I mean, I did it in the Liberty for years and did just fine until it died, of course. But I maxed out that vehicle way beyond what it was supposed to be able to do. Now, the cool thing with the, with the Nissan Frontier is that you can do what's called a Titan Swap. Now, I didn't know anything about what a Titan Swap was before I started doing some of this research. And I saw a couple of Frontiers out there with 35-inch and 37-inch tires just doing some crazy stuff on the trail. And I was like, what in the world is going on here? It's an independent front suspension. I know that there was no way that I was going to be able to get that type of tire size on my Liberty. Well, a Titan swap, what that is is basically a lot of the components from the front end, um, the front suspension of a full-size Nissan Titan will bolt right, I guess like right to what you currently have in the Nissan Frontier. Now, you can go ahead and change out the the actual pumpkin, the actual differential. You can actually change that out to the one that the Titan has, or you can just put all the parts on it, from what I understand. And the ride is supposed to be amazing. The articulation in the front, the travel of your tire is greatly increased because all of your axle shafts and everything are just longer. So it does push the wheel out a little bit, um, but you know, there's a lot of us that like that kind of the wheel, the tire sticking out of the sides. Um, but the fact that you can run this and it's interchangeable from the full-size vehicle to the mid-size vehicle blows my mind. I don't know why all companies don't do something like this. It seems like it would make sense in their cost at the factories when they're making all of this stuff to send out to the places to build the vehicles. But anyway, that would get me on a whole nother tangent about why people or why companies build vehicles the way they do. I have to say that so far, I am so super impressed. I've had the vehicle for not quite a week, not quite a week, and I haven't done any four-wheeling in it. Um, but the ride is amazing. I can't believe how much space I have in this thing. Um, now I could sit here and talk all day about what I think about and what I feel about the, the frontier, but what I really wanted to get into was, man, I got to start looking at building this thing. Now, the good thing is, is like I said, it already comes with the bumper and the sliders. I like the wheels that are on it. The Pro 4X, uh, wheels I think are pretty cool. And I'm going to keep with those. Now, I am going to change tires, and I'm a BF Goodwrench guy, so I'll probably go with the KO2s 
most likely. Now, I don't know what I'm going to do for the lift yet. I, I'm probably going to do a Titan swap, but there's a lot of options out there that I could do a, a three-inch lift easily without doing a Titan swap. And my first idea was to put 33-inch tires on there. Now, I think I can get away with it with a two-inch lift, but anyway, I'll have to research that a little bit more and talk to some of the guys that actually have built their vehicles or some of the companies that have the, the parts and the lifts um, out there to be able to upgrade my vehicle. Get a little more information about it. I did not do that on the rodeo. I just did it on the rodeo. The Liberty, um, <laughs> my dad has a rodeo and I've been driving it for a while since the, the Liberty was broken. Um, but I didn't research enough on the Liberty. I just wanted a lift and I went out and bought the cheapest one I could find. Obviously not a good idea. I did upgrade that lift to Old Man Emu lift later, um, but it was already so worn out from having such a cheap lift on it that in order to really move forward with that, I was going to have to change a lot of the components out um, on the front suspension because of how quickly they wore out with having just a budget boost type lift on there. Budget boost, those are those little pucks that you put um, there in the, in the front struts, the shocks, um, that lift you up, but what they do is, is put a lot of pressure um, on the spring already that's there. So you don't get a whole lot of movement, a whole lot of travel by doing that, um, obviously. It just kind of looks, looks better. Um, I didn't know what risk I was taking with putting uh, such an inexpensive, not really useful lift on before. So now I'm going to do things different with the Frontier, and I'm really going to build it right. I will tell you that everything that we're going to do to the Frontier is going to be documented. And everything that I plan on doing is going to come from Artemis Overland Hardware in Springfield, Missouri. I've talked to Aaron several times about the possibility of working on, on this vehicle. And he's on board. So he's going to help me. In fact, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to have a conversation with him um, August the 8th. They've got kind of a, uh, they've got an expo going on there at his place in Springfield, Missouri. If you're in the area, I highly recommend you coming by and talking to Aaron. You'll get to see me. Um, Lee will be there and uh, Joey. So Lee and Joey are two buddies of mine that went on the Enchanted Rockies Trail. And they also are guys that helped me out with the um, radio show. Lee actually owns it and runs it. And uh, Joey has come on several times as a guest. And he is going to move forward and possibly have his own show. We do know that he's going to, every once in a while, come on and give some updates um, on the radio sporadically throughout the day when he's able to. So that's going to be really cool. I'm really excited for the radio station, um, overlandradio.com. Um, we do have an app, an, an app for the Android on it now, working for one for um, Apple, but the Android one was just a little faster, cheaper, easier to do. So that's why we did that one first. Um, but yeah, so Aaron at Artemis is going to help me out with this build. He's going to really... You know, I told him, I said, I need, I need advice on this, on what I should do. And whenever I go see him, we're going to do 
another podcast where we talk about if somebody comes in with a stock vehicle um, and they say, hey, I'd like to build this out maybe three different phases, what should be the first phase of things I do? What should be the second phase? And I know that part of it's going to be a budget thing, um, but we're going to throw budget a little bit out the door and because we're not going to talk about necessarily this is the item you need, but we're going to talk about, okay, so like in that first round, tires, lifts, sliders is kind of where I'm at um, in, in my thinking as your first round. Now, some people will go ahead and throw bumpers in to that mix, but I don't feel like you need bumpers. You do need sliders. You do need a lift and you do need tires. Now, the lift and tires, maybe if you can get away with just your stock height and do some a little bit more aggressive, more um, sidewall protected uh, tires, then, then maybe you don't need the lift. Maybe that's, maybe that's possible. And then after that, what's like phase two would be something I'm thinking that would be basic gear for camping, um, shelter, sleeping bag, um, a stove, you know, different things like that. And then phase three is whenever you're kind of used to camping and now you want some of those creature comforts or you want something, um, some items to make life a little more simple um, out on the trail. Maybe this is when you start installing light bars and stuff like that and not do those first. <laughs> I know everybody's going to probably laugh at that because it seems like the first thing a lot of people that are getting into this do is put on a light bar because light bars are cool. They light up everything. Um, you can you can see it easily. And, you know, if you get one of the, the knockoff ones, they're not ex that expensive. Now, you'll be replacing it often, but, you know, there's a whole mathematic equation to that. So, like I said, 2016 Nissan Frontier Pro 4X. It's white. Um, the, I really like the ARB bumper that's on the front. Now, I do have to take the whole bumper off to be able to put my winch on. But you know what? I'm willing to do that because it came with a bumper. Um, so, again, just super excited about the, the vehicle. One of the things that, that I'm really um, trying to figure out as far as the build is that if I'm going to go with a rack system over the bed um, or if I'm going to go with a camper shell, now, for me, this might be one of the first things that I do to the vehicle because I already do have the sliders and the bumpers, um, the lift and tires. Here's my thought on lift and tires. I'm going to share this with Aaron when we talk. You know, do, do you do your lift right away or do you like add the weight first and then do a lift so that you can make sure that you get the right um, the right spring rate for the, the, the amount of weight that you're going to be putting on it. Um, I know a lot of people will get a, a lift first and then they start adding all the gear to the vehicle and then you know they say that it sags because it settled. Well maybe it did settle or maybe you just put more weight than that lift is really rated to have on it. Um, so that's a conversation I'm going to have with him, see if he has any opinions on that, um, or if he's, you know, thought about, you know, like that part of it, um, and kind of move forward. So I'm excited. It's going to be partnership that I'm going to have with Aaron moving forward on this. 
um, to where you know he's going to help me um, basically outfit the vehicle. And yeah, and you're going to get to see everything that we do. And you're going to be along for the ride in every decision that I make. Now, Lee was trying to say on the radio show the other night that I should let everybody vote on <laughs> what it is that I'm going to do to the frontier. And I've got to say no, because everybody has a different opinion. If you go over to the, uh, the All Over Overland Facebook page right now, you will see that I have posted a picture of a couple different frontiers, one with a camper and one with a rack system on the back. And I've asked, obviously, camper or rack. And there has been a few comments on it already. And then on a Nissan group that I'm in, I made the same question. And it has been like crazy how many people have commented. But everybody's all over the place. Racks all the way, man. Campers are die. You know, like people have their opinion. And, you know, and I think that's awesome. I kind of want to know why. And there's a few people that have said, well, with the camper shell, you keep everything dry. You know, like it doesn't get wet because with the rack system, obviously, there's it's an open air system. Now, if I do the rack and probably if I do the camper, too, I do want to put like one of those deck systems for the bed of a pickup truck where you can, you know, pull out the uh, drawers and so that you've got everything in there. So either way, I do want something like that in the frontier. So most of the stuff that I'd be worried about getting wet would be in there. Or if I did the rack also, it would be, I would get those little containers that fit in the side that open up and they're waterproof and they're sealed and you can put more stuff in there. So not necessarily worried as much about keeping things dry. Although if I do put a fridge out there, the fridge is exposed. So it'd be easier to take and it'd get dusty all, you know, it'd be dusty all over it. So when you open it, you know, there's going to be dust that falls in it. And if it's in a camper shell, you're not going to have that problem. So it might sound like I'm talking myself into a camper, but I'm not because I really do like the way the rack looks. I think it's just super cool that you, you know, the, the camper is just a little grandpa for me, maybe. But I do like the fact that it's in completely enclosed. See, I'm already, I'm going back and forth. I don't really know what to do yet. So this is not going to be a super fast build project. This is going to be one of those where I kind of take my time and I kind of decide what items that I want to, to deck this out. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that if I get a rack, that one day I won't get a camper. And that if I get a camper, I won't one day get a rack. And if I get a rack and then get a camper, that I won't day get like a, habitat type thing where it pops up and you stand up and you sleep inside of it. That's really what I'd like to have, but man, they're expensive. So don't think I'm going that route in the beginning, but maybe on down the line, I am looking at that as an option for the future. Um, so you guys with trucks, give me some, tell me about some products and some gears that you think, gear that you think as a truck owner, you have to have. Like, you, it, it's, you have to. Like, different than an SUV, you have to have this to when you own a truck. Um, I'd be interested to see what your thoughts are and, you know, guys that use trucks all the time and 
maybe some even people that have had the SUV and the truck could weigh in and tell me kind of what they like about both and what they didn't like about both. And, you know, what they felt like um, the truck provided them. And if, like I was saying, if there was any gear that you don't think a, a SUV necessarily needs, but a truck needs. I know, just kind of a random question there, but it'd be interesting to see what your take is on the truck versus SUV thing. Now, obviously, I've already bought the truck, so I'm I'm with it. It's happening. Um, and I, I just can't wait to start jumping into this and adding things as I go along and talking to you about them and and letting you know kind of because I've done the SUV thing like I've done that to the max I mean I would say that as far as doing the SUV thing I took the liberty to another level you know I mean just and and in fact it was about to get stepped up another level in its game before all the lights on the dash came on in fact I had taken out the the other the final part of the rear seat that was remaining. And so I only had the two front seats and the rest of it. I pulled the, the, the storage sleeping, you know, thing that I had platform that I had, I pulled it out and I was going to rebuild the whole thing and just totally do it in a different way. Well, now I'm not doing that. Yeah. It was going to be too expensive to fix everything that I needed to fix for me to comfortably go on these long trips. Now, there's a there's a few things that I could have done just to make it a better driving vehicle um, for day-to-day stuff. So it's still a good vehicle if somebody, and I think I'm going to sell it, if somebody wants to purchase it. It's still a good vehicle to do day-to-day stuff and small trips. But if you want to do something to where you're going to be gone for a, a long time, there's some things that needed to be addressed and needed to be upgraded. And I just wasn't willing to continue to do that with the Liberty um, at this point, you know. Um, I think you could get away right now with the front wheel speed sensor. Um, I think that's why a lot of the lights came on, traction control, um, ABS, and that's why the four-wheel drive service light came on. Like, even my mechanics have said, yeah, I, I think that once you... Once you change that out, that those lights will go away and you'll have access to those electronic features to your vehicle. Because even the four-wheel drive is an electronic um, push, kind of a little push button, which a lot of them are going to. Um, So, but it just wasn't, you know, I was just kind of done. You know, whenever that happened, I was just kind of done. So, um, it was better for me to walk away um, at that point and, uh, to get a new vehicle to start on. So that's kind of where I am with that. And you guys have heard me talk about my love hate relationship with the, uh, Liberty for a long time. And I'm thankful for having it. And I think that it's one of the reasons why, um, all over Overland has become what it is now, you know, and we're continuing, continuing to grow, you know, I mean, I'm seeing record numbers, um, each, day and week join the Facebook group. Um, you know, on the podcast, we hit, in fact, today, while I'm recording this, right before I, I hit the record button, I saw that we had just hit 10,000 listens on the podcast. Now, what's crazy is that 9,000 of those listens have come since the mid, middle end of February. Yeah. So it's like, it, it was a thousand before that, 
Um, and I'd been doing it for a few months, and now it is just screaming, and I'm super excited. The radio show that we are doing, the radio station itself, which is www.overlandradio.com, is screaming up the charts um, when it comes to our rankings. So there's like 13,000 different radio stations that use the program that we are using to have an online radio station. So we are ranked like in the 1200 range so far. Now again, there were 13,000 and we just started with this company um, that we're using for the uh, the, the the online um, what is that? What what would that be called? The online um, oh program feature whatever company that we're using to um, to to throw out the radio show. So it's not like Lee had to make a radio show. He basically was able to get in with a company and just like you would do for a podcast or a YouTube channel, you just make it. You just make a channel. You know, and so he did that. Overlandradio.com. It's the only one out there that's a that's an overlanding type radio station, and we are already in um, the twelve hundred range as far as our rankings. Now that's only been like three months, maybe four months um, of us broadcasting on there. Now I do my show every week on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So if you're listening to this and you like any of this, well, the radio station's nothing to, nothing like this. <laughs> the radio station is mass craziness because you have Lee and I both there, and we give each other hell. And then when we bring Joey on, it's just another level of somebody with ADHD. So it gets crazy. The super cool thing about the radio station is that we have a chat room set up on um, our website that you can go and, and it says like chat room or whatever it says. And you click on that and then it automatically takes you into the chat. And what we have found is that we have some groupies. We have some guys that regularly show up each week in the chat. They make themselves some funky, crazy name and they comment about what we're saying. They ask questions about what we're doing. But then they have their own conversations. I mean, these guys have been in, been in this chat since just about day one. So these guys either are friends or have become friends in the chat. And they give each other and myself hell the whole time. It's really kind of two different things going on at once. And it's fun to try and keep up with both. So we're really excited. What that's going to allow us to do is when we do have a guest that we're interviewing, we can actually ask you guys to ask us questions. And we'll pick a few and ask that question to our guest. Um, there's a lot of feedback that we get when we start talking about, like we talked about apps a lot on the last uh, radio show that we did. And we had a few people respond with a um, couple of apps that they like, or if we were talking about an app and we were like, don't really know a whole lot about that. Lo and behold, we had a guy in there that was like, hey dude, I know a lot about that. In fact, I'm one of the people that's on the beta program or whatever for that app. So unbelievable resource for, for all of us to be able to use. Now, there are different shows on there. There's a Monday night show and a Friday show with other people. So please go 
over to overlandradio.com and check it out and you know just see if there's something in there that interests you and if we're not talking they play really cool music so there's a bonus and like i said we have the app for the android we're looking at getting an app for the iphone that's just going to take a little bit longer and a little bit more money and uh money is one thing that we're lacking so (laughs) if you guys will at least go listen then that gives us more numbers to be able to attract uh, more sponsors, and uh, and we're we're thankful for that. Um, let's see what else we got going on. So I'm going to be up at Artemis Overland Hardware um, August the eighth for the um, Artemis Expo um, that he's going to have there at his shop. I plan on hanging out there pretty much all weekend, and uh, and probably doing some videos, um, doing the radio show live there, which is what's really cool about the radio show. And then also um, doing an interview with Aaron for the podcast. So all of these things are excited. I'm super pumped. Of course, I'm going to be driving the Frontier up there. Um, and, uh, and that way, Aaron can look at it. We can get some measurements if needed and start talking about different options that he has for me. Um, I'm pretty pumped to see what he has for a Nissan. And I'm kind of at this moment... I'm leaning towards a rack, but I'm not 100% sure yet. Um, he told me about a rack that's adjustable in height as well. So like if you wanted to start out with a tent that uh, um, fit just in the bed, like fit like squarely in the bed of the truck, you could have it lower so that, uh, my guess is that you could have it lower. And what that does is it keeps everything the same height along the top of the vehicle. Um, but if I were to get a bigger tent, like one of the clamshell, one of the hard um, top tents, uh, it's going to have to go over the cab as well. So you'd have to lift up, you know, the, the that rack system to its um, to the height that makes it even with the top of the truck, or a little taller, I guess, so that you can mount that on there and then have that overhang um, over the cab of the truck a little bit. So those are a couple of different options. Um, even if I go with a camper, I'm probably still going to go with a rooftop tent. Um, so I got to figure out what just makes more sense and, and really which one of the two I think is sexier. Right now I'm thinking the rack's much sexier and will get me more chicks um, out on the trail than a camper. Yeah, that was kind of a joke. But if the chicks are out there and you think my truck's sexy, then let me know. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, you guys are always awesome. I appreciate you so much. You know, every week you come and you listen and, uh, to the radio show, if you're doing that, or at least the podcast, the numbers show it. The numbers are just going crazy on the podcast. Again, I appreciate you. If you get a chance, go over to the Facebook page, go over to the, um, the YouTube channel that I have. You're going to see a lot more videos come out now that I've got this truck, now that we're starting a new build process. And really, I'm just going to be going out a lot more um, and exploring, adventuring, overlanding, camping, all that stuff. All the stuff that we like to do. I'm just going to do it a lot more. I made a decision before COVID hit that this was going to be the year that I was going to do more stuff. And COVID hit, and then I was like, okay, well, I'm, you know, I got invited to that that big trip in New Mexico and I loved it and I miss going camping. That's the only camping trip that I've been on this year so far, which is crazy, 
crazy to me. Um, but yeah, as soon as we're able to, we're going to get out more. And I can't wait. Um, right now, I need to probably get a few things for the Frontier. Um, you know the funniest thing? My Gazelle T4 tent, I don't think it's going to fit in the bed of this truck. Yeah, it's longer than the bed of the truck. And the way, because it's a shorter bed, uh, it, it, even if I put it at an angle, I'm not sure the fender wells go all the way to the um, to the cab of the bed of the truck. So what I mean is, like when you say front and back, I always get confused. You got the tailgate side. That to me is the back. The front should be up where the front of the vehicle is. Um, so the, the fender wells um, go from like the middle to the front of the, uh, the bed of the truck. So limits your space as far as going diagonal. Um, I guess you could have it on top of something, but if you accidentally threw something on top of it and bent, broke, whatever. So that's an issue that I'm going to have. Like I didn't, this wasn't anything I thought of whenever I bought it. You know, it was just going to go on top of the, um, the Liberty on the rack. So not a big deal. And maybe I still do that. And, you know, it's, it may be a while before I buy a rooftop tent. So it could be I do the rack and I just throw this thing on top of it. So there's a lot of options. I'm really getting excited. I, I think you guys can probably tell in my voice and how many times I probably said excited. Which, by the way, go back and listen to this. And every time I say excited, you have to take a shot of whiskey. Preferably oil fire whiskey because that's my favorite whiskey out there. Oil fire whiskey. It's awesome. So um, I got a lot of guys hooked on that on the trip that we went on. So, um, yeah, what is your what do you guys think? Like as far as building this truck, do you have do you either either you have a picture of one in your mind that you can maybe find uh, and share with me on the Facebook page? Um, send me a private message. However, whatever works. Um, but if you were going to be building the truck. What would you do? You know, for your needs, what would be, what would what would be the best truck build for you? Um, so yeah, go over the Facebook page and uh, comment. Um, leave me a message. You know, I love the private messages. I get quite a few of those, and I try to respond to all of them. And I think I do a pretty good job responding to most of them. So um, yeah, feel free to send me a message and listen to the radio show on Tuesdays at seven o'clock central standard time. I'm trying to make sure and have a, a podcast out once a week. Um, just kind of depends on, on, there's a lot of factors. If there's a lot of news out there, have I done anything or has work just driven me crazy and I'm become a shut in at home. So those things tend to happen sometimes. Um, Let's see what else is going on. Mudslides. Mudslides in Colorado. How crazy. Like, I opened up that article about the mudslides in Colorado, and I felt like almost every pass was on there. Um, so, if you're getting mudslides, doesn't that mean you're getting a lot of rain? And don't they have a fire ban? So, wouldn't the fire ban be lifted if you're getting enough rain from mudslides? Look, I'm no um, geologist, so I don't know how all that works, um, but I do know that they're on a fire ban. Like, like uh, Joey was just up in Colorado, and he said he saw so many rangers 
out there and he found out that he's not even sure all of them are rangers, that they are firemen posing as rangers, deputized, whatever. Maybe they're able to do that anyway. Um, but they're mainly just going around and making sure that no one's starting a fire with wood, charcoal. I think it's like there's a lot of different things you're not able to start a fire with. Um, you can still use your camp stoves. Um, but, yeah, they're really limiting the type of fires. And I don't know if it's if it's truly because of how dry it is or it's partly because... Man, if there was a big forest fire right now, services would be stretched um, with people that are, you know, sick from COVID or helping in different areas, responding to to different things. Um, I don't know what they're responding to because, I mean, I look at the hospitalizations and deaths, and it doesn't seem like those are are crazy. But that's a whole nother that's a whole nother deal, a whole nother deal. Um, I'm ready for the masks to go away and for the government to let the uh, country open. But I also don't want people to get sick and die. So, yeah, it's a bittersweet kind of like, I don't like this, but I want people to live. Um, I want people to live, but I also want to go out camping. Um, Not that I can't go camping. Well, like in New Mexico, you have to quarantine for 14 days if you stay there more than 24 hours. Now, how they're going to enforce that, I have no clue, especially with us that go camping. Um, Because like the trip that we were on, we were in New Mexico for, what, five days, six days, something like that. Um, So I'm not real sure how they're going to handle all that. But that's kind of what the rules technically are. And, uh, and, you know, it's just this world is just different. It's just a different world. It's going to be a different world when we get finished with all this and uh hopefully we'll be on the right side of things and uh freedom still intact and you know all those things that we we maybe sometimes take for granted and maybe this will help us not take those things for granted um but uh anyway i'm happy that i get to do this i'm happy that i get to talk to you guys and uh thank you again for listening thank you for um commenting and for looking at all the other different uh, social media things that I have. But yes, today we talked about my truck and the idea of whether I should get a rooftop tent or a rack. So on the Facebook page is where this will be linked on. Go over and comment below and let me know camper or rack, which I've already got that question on the Facebook page, but you can do that here too. Camper or rack, and then what would be in your phase one of a build for a uh, overland vehicle? Like, what are the things? What would you consider a phase one if you have three phases? What would you consider in those phases? And uh, let's talk about that on the next show. If we get enough responses um, to make it worth having a full show for, I'll do it. If not, then you know I'll mention the two or three people that respond, and we'll move on. Uh, to something else. So you guys, uh, thank you so much for everything that you do. I hope that you guys are having a good time. I hope that you are safe. I hope that no one you know is sick. I hope that uh, if they are, they recover. Um, If they did not, my heart goes out to you. Um, I'm so sorry for that. Um, It's just one of those things that we've got to understand and talk about today, you know, um, which kind of sucks. But yeah, 
trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to say. I think that's it for today. Um, yeah, Nissan 2016 Pro 4X, 49,000 miles. I bought it for $20,000. Um, it already had the ARB bumper and the Shockworks sliders and rear bumper. It's so clean that there wasn't even a scratch on the skid plates. Like someone built, like put all this stuff on there and then sold it. And from what I understand, a girl bought it. She wasn't able to make the payments. Bought it from the guy that built it. She wasn't able to make the payments. And so um, it ended up at a dealership. And um, the guy that I bought it from bought it in its current form and drove it like 8,000 miles the last two years. So he had a company car and it just got to the point where he's like, I'm not even using this, so I need to get rid of it. So luckily I'm the one that found it and, and, and benefited from, uh, from his non-use of the vehicle because uh, it's clean. Like even the bed doesn't look like there's been anything in the bed of the truck. There's no scratches. There's a little bit of scratching on the tailgate, but as far as the bed itself, nothing. There's no, and it's rhino lined. But there's no gouges, there's no scuff marks, there's no nothing. It, like even the little like rubbery plastic uh, protectors for the um, the little slide ends down at the bottom on the frontiers. So there's two rails that go from the back of the bed all the way to uh, or the front of the bed all the way to the back of the bed, whichever way you want to envision that. But it's the same thing. So they're in the the bed of the truck, and you can tie down things or you can slide something in there. Um, it's pretty cool. They have those on the side and on the back as well. Uh, so it's a pretty cool little feature that you can use um, for utility. And even even like the things that fit inside the slides to like cover them and protect them, no scratches. And they were there. Like I saw a ton of trucks that had this same system that those things were gone, like lost, gone forever. Um, but this one still had them. So uh, yeah, I'm a Nissan guy. Which is funny, because my favorite car of all time, 240Z. Now, I know it's a Datsun, but they ended up being a Nissan later. So, um, that's my favorite car of all time. I'd love to have one. I'm going to have one. My mom had one whenever I was a baby, when I was little. And, uh, and so, yeah. So, one of these days, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have one. Even if it's a piling hunk of crap, I'm going to have one. Um, anyway, I hope you guys, again, like I said, I hope you guys are doing well and thanks for listening and whatever you do, make sure, make sure that you go all over. Thanks guys.